Time now for the Bulldog Bite. Mike Bianchi is the man who sets the table for the rest of us here on FM 96.9, the game every day. Host of Open Mike, starting at 6 a.m., bright and early. Also, you can find his work at OrlandoSentinel.com. Mike, welcome to the show. How was your Thanksgiving break? Krabby Krabs, my Thanksgiving break was splendid. Just splendid. Oh, no. I think I hear a stuffy nose over there. Are you, are you coming yeah. down with something over there? Uh, I might I might have the vid. I'm not sure. Oh, that's right. You, so you were, uh, I think I heard you talking about that this morning. You were exposed and, uh, yeah. and are, you were out of action. So I guess maybe your Thanksgiving weekend was more of a solitary yeah. experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I had takeout Thanksgiving dinner from Macaroni Grill. I had to cancel all the family plans and. Yeah. Oh man, macaroni grill though, pretty good. Yeah, that no little turkey dinner. No turkey skin though, right? No turkey skin. No, that's rough. No. Any Black Friday? Well, I guess no Black Friday show. So never mind. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you any more holiday questions. Yeah. <laughs> My holiday was depressing. Jeez. All right. Well, we have a lot to get to anyway. Could, could be worse. Could be in China right now, locked down for yeah three straight years. I uh, often say that. Um, actually, that's that's one thing that I think my dad says that every year when we when we do the hey, let's go around let's let's say what we're thankful for. Uh, thank uh, I'm thankful that I was born in the U.S. of A. Right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Proud to be an American. Could be a whole lot worse. Could be in Iran. I mean, that's also uh, I think a dip. And by the way, we better beat Iran tomorrow. Have to beat Iran. That. It's for it's more. This is more than soccer, Mike. This is. No. No, this is geopolitical. Yeah. I mean, I, half of Iran wants us to beat Iran, for crying out loud. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah, the, 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 the female half wants us to beat Iran. Well, we appreciate the support. Here we go. Another yeah. round of the weekend roundup. Let's do it. <laughs> All the top stories from a busy weekend. Mike, will start with the UCF Knights. Do you view UCF's escape win over USF, a red flag type of a game for the program, or a gutsy rivalry performance where this kind of stuff happens? No, I think it's a bit of a red flag, especially coming off the Navy loss the week before. I mean, you 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 lost to a three-win Navy team. You almost lost to a one-win USF team. Uh, obviously, there's questions about John Rice Plumley. Is he going to be ready for the championship game against Tulane? He tweaked that hamstring at the end of the first half. Uh, Mikey Keene, although he, he, he got it done on the final drive, he's just not as good a quarterback as John Rice Plumley. That offense, when John Rice Plumley's running the football, is uh, lethal. And, yeah, I'm very worried about UCF going up to Tulane for the second time in a few weeks. If UCF, I agree with everything you, you, you just said, by the way, and I will take the L. I think I've been uh, cheering. I've been the cheerleader for the Mikey Keene bandwagon. I've been on Team Keene, but yeah. no, Plumlee is Plumlee's a difference maker. When he's on, he's just had some up-and-down performances. If UCF wins on Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, would you rather see them play FSU or Alabama in the Cotton Bowl? If it's if either is even possible. Oh come on! Well, I don't know the FSU is possible, but FSU. I mean, Mike Norvell said after the game, "Hey, we're the state champs. We're proud to be state champs." And it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mike Norvell. 
I mean, you haven't played UCF. UCF was the de facto state champs last year when they beat the Gators in the Gasparilla Bowl. The Gators coming off the victory over FSU to get to the Gasparilla Bowl. So I would much rather see an in-state game. But, again, I don't think that's possible. I don't think FSU is even in the running for the Cotton Bowl. But if they were, I'd much rather see that game. Which do you think would be bigger for the program if they got a win over uh, Florida State oh, team or Alabama? Win? Okay, so that well, that's the reason why I think Alabama edges them out. I'd love to see that UCF Florida State game. That would be great. The build up to that would be amazing. But it, it, you said de facto champs. I mean, even though they're not the they're not going to compete for a championship this year, Alabama is still the de facto kings of college football. So anytime oh, yeah. you get a chance to bring them, you, you get to bring them down. And UCF has been wanting to play against Bama for years, ever since and they went undefeated. Be, yeah, and it'd be great. there'd be great storylines in that game. You know, settling the 2017, who was the real national That's champion right. back then. You have Gus Malzahn going against Nick Saban again. Gus Malzahn, one of the few coaches who's beaten Nick Saban multiple times, beating three times when he was at Auburn. So, yeah, there'd be great storylines. I want to give you an opportunity here to reconsider your position I heard you say this on open mic. I don't know. You can tell me if this was overreaction city. I think this was yeah. maybe last week that Jordan Travis will be a higher drafted quarterback than Anthony Richardson. Did I say that last week? Yes. Um, it may have been an overreaction Monday, but I'll stand by it. That's ridiculous. I don't know if, he'll be, I, I don't know if I said he'll be higher drafted. I, I think I said he'll be a better NFL quarterback. Than Anthony Richardson, I think uh, we're going to need to pull the tape. Okay, but yeah, whatever I said. All right, I I think Jordan Travis proved on Saturday, on Saturday night or Friday night. I think he proved on Friday night that he was the better quarterback. He willed his team. Okay, to but that Mike, victory. Mike, he got it done there, in the second no half. No doubt, no doubt. But there is a difference between really great at the college level. And and great at the NFL level, or even good at the NFL level, that there's a J- Jordan Travis is the prototypical great college quarterback. The guy's Doug Flutie out there, mm-hmm. so he's amazing. I mean, he's done incredible things. I don't take anything away from what he's done at Florida State, but in your mind, you're you're then saying that this translates to NFL success. I don't see that in Jordan you, Travis's are, are, game. Are you, uh, I meant for a guy who follows the NFL like you do, Kravitz, I would think you would know that quarterbacking in the NFL is changing right before our very eyes. Did you see Jalen Hurts last night? Have you seen uh, uh, um, Justin Fields in Chicago. Jordan Travis is a willing runner. Anthony Richardson, he he's a good runner when he wants to run, but he's not a willing runner. Jordan Travis is tough. He he, he he'll run the ball. He he throws the football good enough. Uh, I, again, I I think you're underestimating Jordan Travis as an NFL prospect. He's undersized. That's the biggest difference. You mentioned Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. Those guys have big NFL bodies, and so they can run around uh, and take the punishment a little bit more than somebody like Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis is like the size of Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is one of the most elusive quarterbacks that we've ever seen and one of the most elusive players on the field. So you kind of have to be that if you're going to be uh, did, Jordan did Travis. Did you see Jordan Travis? Escape like three would-be sacks on on Friday night against the and bad run Gators it into the defense. end zone. 
Yeah. Jordan Travis is what is he? He's six one two twelve. It's not he's not Kyler Murray size. Mm, yeah. All right. He's a little bit bigger. Uh but he's also not as good a player. So but uh, look, I'm not trying to take away from Jordan Travis it here. Sounds like you are to me. Did Anthony Richardson take his final snap as a gator on Saturday? I think he Friday. did. I think he did because I, I I said this this morning when I was on with Mark Daniels on the bridge. I think Anthony Richardson and don't take this the wrong way. I think he, I think the we, reason he's not been a willing runner over these last four or five games is because I think he's protecting himself for the NFL. I think he's ready to go. I think he's been told that he's going to be a first round draft pick. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to go. And I think he didn't didn't run the ball as much as maybe he should have because of that. Yes, and he will be asked about that a lot in the lead-up to the draft from scouts and all that stuff. Uh, by the way, the latest projection that I saw is the Gators playing Texas Tech in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. So you would be mm. correct. Anthony Richardson will definitely not be playing in that game. Do Luke, you think he's a first-round draft pick? You follow mm, this stuff. I, I, think he's, I think he's on the tail end of the first round at best. So okay. I think he's... He's somewhere in that range. Late first round, early to mid-second round, I think he'll be taken there just because of the tools that he possesses. He he has the the speed, the size, the arm talent, the all this stuff that you can't teach. And so somebody out there is going to look at him and go, I could mold that into an NFL quarterback. Here's the question I have. I'm at Trey Lance, all right? He, where was he drafted? He was drafted early in third, the first round. Third overall. Okay, and I'm not saying Anthony Richardson is that, but doesn't he have doesn't he have as much upside as Trey Lance had? I would think so. Yeah. Right. So anyway. Yeah. Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. Do you like the move for Fickle? Was this the right time to uh leave and this was was this the right place to leave for? So that's kind of the well, way I want to do it. He's a Midwestern guy, so if you're gonna if I don't know that it's a better job. It's certainly more pay. He's going to make like eight, nine million dollars a year at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, you can win at Wisconsin, all right, because you're not in the same division as Ohio State and Michigan in the Big Ten. Now USC and UCLA coming into the Big Ten uh, coming up in a couple of years. So, but you can win at Wisconsin. He seen it seems to be a good fit for him. But as far as just jobs themselves, I would think that Cincinnati. Going into the Big 12, he has as much chance to win there as he does at Wisconsin, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, the so. Big the Big 10, it doesn't have that much competition in it. You know, I know that there are those out there that would disagree with that, but you, I think it's pretty top-heavy. Uh, I mean, he must, I think it has to do with the program. He must like, I don't know, the way that they run things over there. And they seem like they're a little bit more patient than the average college football team. So mm-hmm. maybe that has something to do with it, too. Luke Fickle seems like the kind of guy that wants to plant his feet in the ground and then not be told that, you know, he's got to win a championship or else you got to go. And so maybe he didn't want a job like that. Wisconsin's like the if you think about it with with all of the, the money and the resources that they have. And then and I think you can recruit well there. They're kind of like the top of the line of schools that are kind of OK with you just winning eight or nine games, you know, plus plus. He's probably going to get like I don't know what his contract is. Is it eight years, nine years, at at nine million dollars a year? I mean, why, why wouldn't you take that? Yeah. Even if you fail, you get fired after five years, and you still got you know, still got 
$30 million in buyout money. That's the dream. Uh, so what do you think of this idea? Urban Meyer taking over for Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, where Urban Meyer went to college. That is Urban Meyer's alma mater. Obviously, he's from the Midwest. He's from Ohio. He grew up right in that area. He can recruit that area because of his Ohio State connections. Um, by the way, he says he went to Cincinnati. Do we actually know that? Have we checked his have we double checked his resume, sort of like you know Georgia O'Leary got his resume <laughs> double checked? Just because Urban Meyer says something, we know that doesn't mean it's true. Do we know he actually graduated from Cincinnati? I know that it says that on his Wikipedia page. Does that count? <laughs> no, I because, know that for a fact because his wife Shelley probably did his Wikipedia page for you. <laughs> All right, well, we'll have our crack research staff look into that one. Let's wrap with uh, two more. Was yesterday's win for Trevor Lawrence a breakout arrival type of game or just simply a good game as an isolated nah, incident? To, uh, again, I, as much as I would love to say you know, Trevor Lawrence has arrived, I, I still need – he needs to put some back-to-back games together. But that was pretty spectacular at the end of that game. Oh, my God. We, yeah, I mean, we saw some exciting game-ending uh, results this week in college and pro, and that was right up at the top of the list. All right, last one, Mike. Markel Fultz was listed as questionable prior to the game last night. He didn't end up playing, and he won't be out there tonight against Brooklyn. But how confident are you that we'll see Markel on the floor Wednesday night at home? Uh, I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm confident. I, you know, I don't know how long we'll see him on the floor. I mean, heck, we see Magic players come in and out of the lineup all the time. Wendell Carter Jr. He was he was in for a game, and now he's been out for three or four games with his with his plantar fasciitis. Again, I don't know what the Magic's injury situation is. I don't know how they have so many players injured all the time. I just know this: I do an endorsement for QC Kinetics. All right, Natural Biologics. Uh, the Magic need to send their whole team to QC Kinetics. <laughs> Or put them in those hyperbolic chambers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, hyperbaric. I kid out there. Yeah. So, uh, who will you be grilling about the Orlando Magic tomorrow morning? I don't know. Dante Marcatelli hasn't told me who we have. I hope we're going to have Jeff Weltman on tomorrow because I want to ask him about these injuries. Yeah, we need, to, we need to hear straight from the horse's mouth on that one. Mike Bianchi, either way, will be on the air tomorrow with COVID and all starting at 6 a.m. Thanks so much, Mike. See you, fellas. Jim Colbert shows simulcast coming up right around the corner. Stick around.